This is Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf. I'm Kion Wolf. Asking for a Friend is a monthly advice show that's taped at CT Improv's Underground Comedy Theater in downtown Hartford, Connecticut. There are three problems considered in each show, and each round is judged by three audience members sitting in the front row. The panelist with the most points at the end of the night wins a loofah, the loofah of truth. You're about to hear a problem from our April 2018 show, and our panelists were Olu Sanya Bey, CT Improv's Cassandra Khan, and Moral Farkashian. Now, this here is not professional advice. These panelists were chosen because they're smart and curious and excited about getting philosophical and deep. If you think you've got something to add, stay tuned, because after the problem, I'll tell you all the ways you can put your two or ten or all your cents in. One more thing, you should know there may be profanity and direct references to adult themes, which is why you're here in the first place. But, you know, disclaimers. Okay, here we go. All right, this is the next problem. I love my boyfriend so much, but I'm not that attracted to him. Here's the context. We started off as friends, and we got to know each other, and we just clicked. He lights me up mentally and emotionally, but I'm not lusting after him physically like I have with previous boyfriends. I'd hoped that a physical attraction would grow, but it's been like six months now, and I'm not that much more attracted to him. We do have a really good sex life, but I do find myself imagining having sex with other people while we're doing it. And some people stay with partners after losing attraction. So am I being shallow, or do I give up this amazing love because of this one problem? Olusanya. From my point of view, love to humans is like water to fish. Like, we exist in it. It's not something we have to go looking for. We actually exist in it. It's what gives us our being. And I think in this particular instance, the person has limited their experience of love to an idea of love. Attraction is not necessarily love. It can be love. It can lead to love. But love is the attracting force that brings us all together in the first place. So anytime you connect with somebody, that's already love going on. Whether it's a chemical attraction, whether it's a mental attraction, an emotional attraction, it's what is actually has brought that person to your attention in the first place. And now you have the ability to experience it in all kinds of forms. Um, in this particular instance, she sounds like she has already experienced love in many facets, but is kind of like not allowing herself to experience it because she's fixated on a particular expression of it. You know, so I don't think that she's missing love. I think she's just not allowing herself to experience it because she's caught in one particular form and is not willing to necessarily allow herself to experience the form that it's actually in. So I, I would say she just, maybe this is not a sexual love. Maybe this is what they call agape love, uh, platonic love, whatever you want to, however you want to define it. I, I, I kind of like, don't like to get all caught up in the descriptions because again, you're, you're taking ideas of something that is formless and you're trying to give it a form. And in the process of doing that, you might be preventing yourself from actually having the experience that is, that is sitting there waiting for you. Um, so I, I tend to approach love from a universal perspective and then bring it down to its different levels and allow myself to experience it along those levels as opposed to having an idea. So we are fascinated 
with ideas. We attach ourselves to certain ideas, and then once we do that, it often gets in the way of us having the actual experience of what this is we formulated this idea about. So I think if she would just open herself up a little bit more, she'd allow herself to fully experience what is going on here as opposed to what she would like to happen based on that idea. Cassandra. Wait a few years, there's going to be a robot. <laughs> there's going to be a robot. It's going to look the way you want it, act the way you want it, do all the things you like in bed, and the things you haven't thought of yet in bed. It's gonna be way past what you believe in. So just hold up on this, well, maybe like sit in the relationship for a little bit, just to wait it out, and then when Robot 2.0 comes out, that's when you say you have that discussion of, I really appreciate the time, let's be friends while I do my robot friend. <laughs> All right, Morel. <laughs> I feel like if that robot existed and they did everything that you wanted, you'd get really bored with it really quickly, right? Impossible. No? Okay. <laughs> it's just me. It's a really good robot. <laughs> um, I think it's a really complicated question, and like Olu said, I think there are lots of different types of attraction. So you can be attracted to somebody on an emotional level, on an intellectual level, on a physical level. And if it's limited to physical attraction, yeah, I do think that's shallow, but I'm not, I don't think that that's necessarily wrong. I think that there's a time, in your play, a time in your life when you can have that kind of attraction and you don't necessarily look for anything else. But when you go on with your life and you're looking toward your future, you don't want to be with somebody that you're only physically attracted to and not, don't have any of those other factors coming into play. You need somebody who's going to intellectually stimulate you, who's going to make you question your own beliefs and think about things differently, um, rather than just having somebody who will like placate you. And it just, I think that would become very boring. If all of those other things are working for them, then I think that physical attraction kind of falls into that. And if it doesn't exist for them now, I do believe that kind of grows out of those other connections that you have. I figured out something in my old age of being in my late 30s. Because <laughs> I've been like 100% attracted to someone, like crazy attracted to somebody, but everything else wasn't there. And that the danger of the opposite problem of being hyper attracted to somebody and then maybe not seeing what the problems are, not seeing how you're not compatible is a, it's a different problem altogether. So I like sort of flipping this problem in my head and seeing what, what the opposite would give me. But one thing I figured it out, I feel like there has to be some kind of attraction, some sort of something. Like, I don't think you can start from zero. I don't think so. At least I can't. But if there's something there, it can grow, just like any other feature, just like any other um, vibe within a relationship. And so part of me thinks, like, as long as there's something there, like, you can grow it, you can work with it, and the person becomes more and more attractive because your compatibility is high. And I think without compatibility, then no matter how attracted you are, it's not, it's not going to really do much. It's not going to last too long. Also, the idea of polyamory is not out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, polyamory does address, you know, not, not only, it doesn't necessarily attract, uh, address a lack of attraction, but if that vibe, that sort of crazy hyper overdrive attraction is really important to you, 
then maybe consider a polyamorous relationship. It's difficult to do because it requires you to be very honest with yourself and with your partner and to be really able to communicate and work through a lot of presumptions that you've been programmed to do since you've been watching Disney your whole life um, and reading romance novels, but it's an opportunity as well. So those are my thoughts on it, but I don't get judged. So the lady of the box is going to play a fanfare while our fine judges write down the name of the panelists who they think have the best advice. Nate, what do you think? Um, so I think that Olu really hit um, kind of a point that if someone were to come up and ask this question to them, they could just, he could explain to them language and how uh, love can be so many things. But unfortunately, I feel like this person has a very specific thing. They're like, I don't, I don't think this dude looks like I want him to look. Um, <laughs> and then um, Cassandra, of course, being the prophetic Cassandra, always knows what's a couple of steps in the future. So in the future... Definitely, if you're that person, I would come to Cassandra. But as far as a friend coming to someone and asking for advice, I feel like um, Marl really uh, took a, um, what that person really was looking for and was able to not necessarily solve the problem, but friends aren't always looking for solutions to problems when they need advice. So I gave my point to Marl. Nice. All right. <laughs> Bob. I honestly, I think that Kayon's advice was the best advice. I, I, I seriously do. I think Thanks, that uh, I personally believe what you said. I think that uh, physical attraction is important. It's not everything, but I think there has to be a kernel of that there in order to um, have a successful relationship. Otherwise, there will be regrets in the long run. So I think that Olu's, his response was kind of like, change yourself and get back to me, and then I'll give you advice. Cassandra gave straightforward advice. She gave an answer. And uh, I respect her for that and gave her a point because of it. Right. Sandra! Jane, what do you think? I think Olu is super smart. Mm -hmm. And I always love his answer. And I think Cassandra is super funny. But I think Morale actually answered the question to the way I thought it should be. And I like the fact that she said, talked about types of attraction. I thought that was good. So I guess. Thank you. Let's hear it for our judges. All right, there's one problem down. All of them to go. Thank you so much to our audience, to our judges, and of course to our panelists, Cassandra Khan, Moral Farkashian, and Olu Sanya Bey, who won the loofah of truth that night. This episode was made possible by the most powerful and brilliant Bernadette Mack. Thank you so much, Bernadette. If you think this podcast was worth every penny you paid for it and more, especially the and more part, and you'd like me to thank you in one of these episodes, head over to my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Wolf. Thank you for keeping me going. And thanks to CT Improv in downtown Hartford for putting this show on every third Saturday at 7 p.m. You can check out all their shows and snag your tickets to this one at ctimprov.com. That's S-E-A-T-E-A improv.com. Thank you to our most elegant trumpet player and the lady of the box, Emily Catherine Peterson. Our show is live tweeted by master tweeter Greg Hill at Askin for a Friend. That's Askin, A-S-K-I-N, F-E-R, 
a friend, because of course asking for a friend was taken. Big thanks to our master stager, Joe Barber. Our problems and confessions are beautifully calligraphed in Osaka, Japan by Chris Gladys on our Instagram account at Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf. And you can see his other crazy, beautiful calligraphy at mshades01. Our Facebook page is at Asking for a Friend with Kion Wolf. Subscribe to this show. Please share it like crazy and leave some reviews. That helps the algorithm gods keep us from the hellfire of no new listeners. And my friends on this podcast should definitely be heard. All right, now, do you have another take on this episode's problem? Or do you have something going on in your life you could use some advice about? Like I said in the intro, you won't find any professional advice giving here, just words of wisdom from a handful of people who have big hearts and not nearly enough stage fright. But go for it and leave a message. I promise no one will pick up at 860-322-2019. And know that your voice may be used in a podcast or a live show, or your problem may be worked into the show another way. If you're more likely to leave a message if I promise to alter your voice, either higher or lower in pitch, just let me know in your voicemail if you want to be a chipmunk or Johnny Cash. That number again is 860-322-2019. Or we can do this the old-fashioned way. My email is kyone at kionewolf.com. All right, thank you for trusting your problems with this podcast. I'm Kion Wolf. I'll see you at CT.